You ready? Yeah. You ready? All right, hold on. Here we go. What's going on, everyone? This is the My Aggie Nation podcast, sponsored by The Ranch, Harley-Davidson. I'm Travis Brown with The Eagle, and we have a great show for you today. Two interviews. First, I talked with Tanner Shore, former Texas A&M tight end. We got a little bit into the X's and O's of what that tight end room is going to look like for the Aggies this year. And then Robert Cessna and I talked with Colton Foster of the Huntsville Item newspaper, who covers Sam Houston State, as, of course, that is Texas A&M's opponent this Saturday. So we'll get you ready for that season opener next on the My Aggie Nation podcast. We're here now with uh, Tanner Short, former Texas A&M tight end, uh, a few years ago, a little bit before the Jimbo Fisher days, but of course he is locked into all things Aggies and locked into all things tight end, and I am so intrigued by this this tight end room, the tight ends that they have now. It's, it's modern football, but A&M, I think, has about a fourth of all the tight ends in college football in that room with all the guys that they have. Tanner, you know, in modern football, how, and with the offense that Jimbo Fisher likes to run, how important and how unique is it to have these many guys that probably have a little bit of a a right and a claim to, to some minutes? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, There's definitely a lot of tight end talk to be had, man. Um, But first I want to say thanks for having me back on. Um, I think the last time we talked, uh, I was in quarantine in Houston, um, moved back to San Antonio, moved back home. Uh, but just want to say thanks again for having me on. And uh, I think you recently got married, right? Congrats on that. As well. <laughs> I did. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, as far as the tight end room goes, man, uh, like you said, we have six or seven guys that, that all I, I think could play. Um, you know, we have some younger guys and, and obviously, um, you know, Max Wright, who's a, a, a veteran guy who we've, you know, we've seen what he can do. He honestly, people ask me about him all the time. Cause you know, I, I think he's going to be the, the first one to run out there, um, this year. He, he reminds me a lot of myself, honestly, man. Um, he came from the defense, defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, he's a, a bigger guy. He, he doesn't, he doesn't mind getting his nose dirty and, and getting in there and blocking, but he'll also, you know, go out in the flat and uh, kind of be that security blanket for, uh, for Haynes. Um, but I mean, there, there's so many guys out there that, um, you know, in that room specifically that, you know, want to play. And, and uh, I think it's just an arsenal for, for Jimbo to, to kind of figure out who fits best where, you know? So I'm curious with how, the tight end has evolved over the last four years. I mean, you look at the NFL, you look at college football, you look at guys like Gronk, who is sometimes that flexed out hybrid kind of wide receiver tight end. You even look like that's something they did with Jay Sternberger a couple of years ago too. In the last four or five years, both in college and, and NFL, how have you seen the tight end position evolve? It's, uh, it's completely evolved, man. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, it's truly a utility position now. Um, you see guys that, you know, can get in a three-point stance and be attached to the line and block. That was usually my MO, but um, I, I didn't get split out very often. <laughs> um, but, you, I mean, you can see guys that can do that, and then the next play they're running, you know, a seam route, you know, and 
guys running all over the field. So it's, it's truly, um, I mean, they take these big basketball guys now and, and turn them into to tight ends because they can, uh, again, get down on the post and, and play rough down low, or they can, you know, spread out on the three line and, and, and shoot a three. It's, it's just, it's all over the place now, man. And having as many tight ends and as many good tight ends as you can um, in, in college and the NFL um, is, is huge. Your second question first, I guess. Um, it's super important to have that guy um, that you can, you know, go through your progression, read kind of the, your first read, your second read. And then, you know, if you start feeling pressure, you always try to find that tight end, um, whether he's down the field, you know, in the flat, checking, whatever it is. Um, it's super important. Um, I, I think Haynes is, is going to be targeting him at max a lot more for sure um, in the flat and, uh, you know, maybe on a couple screens we'll see, but Jimbo uses the tight end much more than the offense that, that we ran when I was at A&M uh, with coach someone. Um, I always get pissed off talking about it because I wish I was there <laughs> playing with him. I, I would have seen the field a lot more. Um, but uh, he, he uses the tight end. I mean, they'll get in 22 sometimes, you know, at the goal line, and you'll see, you know, two tight ends in there. I, I, I love the way that he utilizes those guys. Um, as far as, you know, the guys that we have this year, um, it's just going to be kind of piecing, you know, where those guys go. Like you said, um, you know, some guys can be attached. Some guys can be split out. Um, it's just going to kind of depend on, you know, how their camp has been, you know, who's running, who's running great routes, who's blocking, who can kind of do a little bit of both. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to see how he's going to use those guys. I am, I am so old, dude. I, I, I mean, it's awesome. I feel, I don't want to say disconnected, but I get, I mean, you need to tell me these things. I, all I, I get all my information from you guys or on Twitter or whatever <laughs> on the whole. I mean, I, I, I just want to, I wish I would have made it a trip up to just be at camp for, you know, at least a practice and, and see those guys run around. But people keep asking me too, like, you know, what's, what's the inside scoop? What's up? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm old now. I, I don't, I don't get the, <laughs> anymore but do you but do you at least still get like the swag boxes don't they send out like alumni swag boxes or something like that every, yeah every now speaking of the alumni shout out to kathy cap she she retired this past year she was the best in the business um our our alumni program is unbelievable we uh I, you know i have buddies that play for other schools other big 12 schools and um, A&M does it better than anybody in the country as far as former players. So just shout out to her. But um, yeah, I'll get box every now and then. Actually, I, I need another one. Uh, when I moved to San Antonio, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but when I moved to San Antonio, I uh, moved all my stuff into a uh, storage unit down here. And three days later, I get a call from the place. Uh, the place burned to the ground. You're kidding me. So my, yeah, I lost my bed, my couch, my TVs. Most importantly, a majority of my A&M memorabilia. Obviously, oh. I still got me back here. And um, I made sure that, you know, my awards were with me and stuff. But I lost a lot of gear. So um, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, Montana or, or one of those guys uh, in the um, 
in the uh, equipment room will will hook me up. So I, I just need to reach out to those guys. Yeah, we got to get Matt Watson on that for you. Um, well, the, with, with the new guys, I know since you can't speak necessarily to the individual talent of some of these new guys, what, when you look at a young wide receiver, I mean, excuse me, a young tight end uh, coming in freshman year, what is some of those hardest parts about learning that position, taking that position to the next level? And I know there's the two parts, the blocking and the, the pass catching parts, but what are some of the, the – the things that some of these guys are going to be um, learning, perfecting to take that, that next, that next step. Yeah. I think that uh, the main thing that they're going to be focused on is, is definitely their bodies, um, you know, their nutrition and their strength, conditioning, things like that. You have to be able to, to carry a weight, carry around the weight that you put on um, during camp and be able to run and, and, and jump and block, like you said, um, but I mean, learning in general, um, just how to, how to get on the field. I mean, you saw Max, Wright, You know, play special teams. That was my path onto the field as well. Just getting the, the feel of the game and the speed of the game from high school to, to college is unbelievable. I think special teams helps with that for sure. Um, just being able to run out there and kind of see, okay, these guys are a lot faster and a lot bigger and a lot stronger than, than, you know, I thought so just kind of getting your, your speed up um, and, and just getting the feel of the game before, you know, they, they roll you out there, I think is, is super important. You know, and I, and I asked you about this earlier and maybe you can push back on it or maybe it's cliche, but when you do have a young quarterback, a quarterback with a little bit less experience, is it, is it true that having a strong tight end or even a strong tight end core, a, a good group of good blockers and good pass catchers, uh, it, it can help a quarterback like that kind of get into the rhythm of the game, have a little bit more protection, have a security blanket. Is is that overused or is that actually uh, accurate from, from your perspective? I don't think it's overused at all. I mean, of course, as a former tight end, I'm going to say <laughs> absolutely. That's the security blanket you need. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that um, we, we throw the ball down, down the field a little bit more this year, but I, I do think that honestly, um, Haynes is going to have an, an incredible security blanket with all those guys in that room, um, whether it's it's Max or, you know, Jake Johnson, Blake Smith, whoever it is, um, you know, those those guys are going to be able to provide a, a, a check down and a security for him that, you know, I, I don't think you'll, he'll get from at least in the first few games. Uh, um, I, I think that he's going to be looking at those guys a lot. For sure, for sure. Well, like I said, I know uh, you, 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 you're, you're an older guy now, but from what you, uh, what you sense from this team, what you feel, what's, uh, what's your take on this upcoming season? What do you think the, uh, the ceiling is? And, and I don't want to say give a prediction, but what do you think that can be achieved this year with this team? Yeah, I mean, golly, I, I just, I watch, you know, obviously all the college football, and I saw Desmond us to win the whole thing which is awesome it's definitely giving us some pub but um it, it makes me nervous uh every year when we come out ranked so high you know obviously um the there there is no ceiling i mean we could we could go out there and, and win the whole thing with with the talent that we have and the coaching staff that we have we just have to execute i mean at the end of the day those guys they've been practicing their butts off for the last you know i mean during spring ball obviously and then 
I've heard that they've had a great camp. I've, I haven't been around them like you have, but uh, I've heard that uh, they've, they've had a strong camp and that those guys are ready. So it's just going to depend on if they execute and, uh, and go out there and, and make it happen make the plays that, that need to be made, you know, when they need to be made. Um, I think, let's see, looking at the schedule, it's Sam Houston, Appalachian. I mean, those, those first two games, those are no cupcake games. I don't think, I mean, I, I think that we should beat Sam Houston by at least 30. If, if we're playing the, the type of ball that we need to, but uh, I mean, those guys, they, they're, they're winners. They're not just going to roll out there and, and, and let us, you know, run over them. And then the same thing with Appalachian State. They always play hard. And then that that third game, Miami, I've got that one circled. That's uh, that's going to be a hell of a game and, and really kind of show us as fans. Now I'm, I'm a fan, um, you know, kind of where the where the team is headed. So I'm excited about it, man. I, I just I hope we win more more than eight games. That's that's my that's my prediction. I'm, that's what I'm hoping. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully more than eight is, is where, where we're headed. hundred percent Ole Miss. Um, I've actually, I've got a bunch of buddies that went to Ole Miss uh, that I went to high school with down here in San Antonio. And I actually went to, to Oxford last year and, and went to that game. Um, golly. I, and I had to sit with them. So as I'm sure you can imagine, they've got their pom poms out and, and they were bothering me the, the entire game. But uh, I, I think that Ole Miss can be sneaky. Uh, Arkansas I've heard ha has a really good team and they've had a good camp. Um, but yeah, Ole Miss for some reason, um, sticks out to me towards, towards the end of the season, you know, who's, who's healthy. Um, and, and can we, you know, can we beat those guys? We lost to them in a just ridiculous fashion last year. And, and I'm hoping that we, uh, we really take it to them, to them this year. And then of course, Bama, I mean, right. that's, that's, he's got that one double circled. So. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, speaking of Bama and Nick Saban v. Jimbo Fisher, uh, salty at all that the uh, the NIL dollars are flowing now also a few years after you've uh, moved on? It's unbelievable, man. So the last time we talked, we were talking about the transfer portal and how crazy that was. And now it's the NIL deal. I mean, it's like we leave and all of this stuff starts coming out. I mean, just <laughs> – from living with Trevor Knight alone, I feel like I could have got some, you know, residual, you know, maybe, you know, side deal. Well, I'm involved too, you know, throw me a couple thousand or whatever. But I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. And uh, I tell people that ask me about NIL, um, you know, I think it, it, it sways one way and, and sways the other, you know, at, at first guys weren't getting paid enough. And now they're obviously, you know, some guys are getting paid too much. Um, I think that, you know, NCAA, the SEC, whoever it is, um, will kind of find that middle ground and, and be able to to kind of get it under control in, in a couple of years. But, um, yeah, I think I mean, there's there's some team SMU's like each player is on salary for like thirty six grand or something. I mean, I just can't imagine having thirty six grand in college, let alone thirty six bucks. Um but yeah, it's, I mean, the NIL deal is a whole different story. It's nuts. 
I think I think not just not for you, but just generally speaking, the uh, the establishments in Northgate are, are probably pretty happy about NIL. Oh, yeah. They're licking their chops, no doubt. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It would have been it would have been irresponsible for me to have thirty six thousand dollars after after when I was there. Uh, I mean, look at the, I mean, look at the guys. There's, there's guys in Austin that are driving around. Bentleys and Rolls Royces that haven't even played a, a single down for Texas. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Man. I, I don't really get it. Um, I know that it's all guaranteed money, which is great for the players. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's the wild west. No doubt. Yeah. Well, let's close it out with this. I know uh, the people who listened last year, uh, heard a little bit about what, what do you got going on now? And, uh, uh, what, what, what is life after football look like for you? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so like I said, I moved back uh, to San Antonio from Houston, um, started an insurance firm with uh, my mom and a, a couple business partners here in San Antonio uh, called Inns Group San Antonio. So if there's any uh, Aggies out there that need property and casualty or employee benefits, feel free to give me a call anywhere in Texas. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, Aggie-owned businesses out there. So um, they're, they're definitely on my on my uh, prospect list. So we've uh, we've been doing that for I moved back uh, about three or four months ago and just uh, moving forward, man, working and trying to stay as involved as I can. Like I said, on Twitter and on Texags and 24 seven and you guys just uh, trying to stay in the loop as much as I can on the on the football side. But uh, definitely excited for this season and uh, excited for the tight end specifically. Um, I, I think it's going to be a great year for all those guys. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. For sure. For sure. Well, everyone go uh, check out, you know, his, his uh, company, uh, look at that stuff, look him up on, on Twitter and all the above to, to get some good uh, hot takes through the season. And uh, uh, Tanner, so thank you so much for uh, giving us a few minutes of your time. Thanks Travis, man. I appreciate it. Live from the Eagle newsroom. This is the Texas A&M game week preview with Sam Houston state. I'm Travis Brown with the Eagle alongside Robert Cessna. Well, virtually alongside, and we have Colton Foster of the Huntsville item on here. He covers Sam Houston state, uh, the football team. Let's get right into it. Colton. What's the main storyline for the Sam Houston state team as they come into their first game of the season? You know, the main storyline for this Bearcat team is just going to be what is the offense going to look like? And, you know, brand new quarterback, brand new offensive coordinator. Um, everything's going to be changed. A whole new offensive line. Uh, no more Ramone Jefferson. You bring in a transfer running back. Uh, it's basically just going to be what can this offense do, you know, being completely rebuilt. You know, and Colton, yesterday in the Zoom, what stood out to me, you don't really zero in on opponent when you cover a team until the week of the game. And I, I know how good Sam Houston state's been the last decade in the FCS, but man, they lost a lot of players. What, what do you think the talent level is for this team compared to other years? Um, I think compared to, you know, the last two years, uh, they're going to take a hit, but you still bring back guys like Cody Crest and you bring back Markel Perry, you bring back some of the leaders. Um, and their big thing this year has been building a standard. And you've got those guys that are trying to help keep the standard that they've had these last couple of years. You're on mute. Do you think it's better 
for them to play A&M the first game as opposed to third or fourth when they're breaking in so many new players. And let's be honest, I don't think they're going to sneak into Kyle Field because it's A&M's opener. So I think they will get A&M's best shot. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily the, you know, best way to open a season is with the, you know, the number six team in the nation, but I mean, it's kind of one of those things, uh, who else would you open with you, next week? They play Northern Arizona. I mean, do you open with them and then play an a and I don't know if it really, you know, changes anything, uh, playing wise. So yesterday, a lot of talk when you're when you're talking about going against AM's defense and really just the offense in general, a lot of the focus was on the wide receiver core. Um, some some veteran guys there. What what is it about that wide receiver core that that makes uh, the the Bearcats feel like that they'll be able to to click on offense? Um, you know, guys like Cody Crest and Ife Day. Ife is just a playmaker. He makes plays. Uh, I mean, he caught the game winning national championship touchdown. Uh, he just makes he he just is a smart player and can just make plays with his athleticism. Cody Cody's a great leader and can haul in everything. Um, it'll be really interesting to see though, just kind of what happens outside of them. Um, you know they've it looks like they've switched Noah Smith more to a wide receiver role than he has been in previous years. Um, but I think outside of those two, it'll be interesting. But I think that there's a strong enough core that everybody is just kind of getting in line and following suit of what their leaders have shown them. You know, you mentioned that uh, who you thought the quarterback might be, you know, he doesn't want to, Kaylor doesn't want to say who the starting quarterback is since they are playing A&M. And do uh, you think they're going to, we're going to play the second quarterback quick or, you know, he mentioned he don't want the guy looking over his shoulders. So does that mean you stick with the starter no matter what until late in the fourth quarter? I don't know. Um, I guess they're not releasing anything competitive advantage. I'm not, I'm not sure. I have the feeling that it's going to be uh, Jordan Yates just from everything they're saying. Um, I feel like if it was Keegan, you go ahead and say it. Um, but I, I don't think they will. I think you let them take their knocks and you kind of see what they can do facing some adversity. You know, it was an interesting point yesterday. They were talking about piping in uh, uh uh, crowd noise uh, to kind of simulate Kyle Field, simulate the fans on top of them. But they did mention playing in the Fargo Dome uh, and places like that up north where there is those domed environments can get really loud. Do you, do you see this as maybe a team that um, will, will, will be able to compensate for the noise, the atmosphere because of some of those situations? I know they're, it's not 100,000 people, but it is echoey. It is a dome. It is a, a different environment. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever made it out to Bowers, but, you know, they probably average, you know, just a few thousand. Um, you know, you're talking probably 10 times, maybe 11 times the amount of people that you would normally have on a Saturday. I think it will be a shell shock. Um, you know, you can pump in all the noise you want, but it doesn't, you know, nothing's going to equate to, you know, the walls rocking inside Kyle Field and, you know, everybody in their maroon and everything like that. Um, I think it'll be really interesting and I think it'll be kind of cool to see how they react to it. What What about the dynamic? I'm interested because like you mentioned, the veterans and one of those veterans is like Trevor Williams. He's a local kid from A&M Consolidated. It's done so well for them. And, and you, you mentioned, you know, on the line, the, the wide receivers. What about the dynamic of, you know, Sam Houston State, can just almost pencil them in for at least the quarterfinals going to playoffs. They're making a transition up to, you know, to division one. Uh, they won't have the, 
you know, the playoffs this year. Uh, they're just they're just playing nine games. How do you think the players are going to handle that? And so does that mean to me that like this is their biggest game of the year? They, they don't have any playoffs to look forward to. No bowl game. Uh, it's got to be a strange dynamic since, you know, since very, team, very, very few teams go in this season knowing they're just going to play the regular season and that's it. You know, that's that's been a, a question I've asked pretty much everybody. Uh, Media Day asked Keeler, Trevor, and Cody the same, you know, same thing. Basically, uh, the same answer is you're building the building the culture. Um, you know, every year Keeler's motto was we're playing for championships. That's the standard. Now the standard is creating, you know, the standard of what what they have. Um, I, I don't know how it goes on after, you know, week two. Um, week one, I assume you're pumped up, you're playing A and M you know, you're at Kyle field, you're playing, you have a chance. If you, you know, you play lights out, you can knock off a top 10 team. Um, but after that, I just, I don't understand how it goes. I mean, you play in Northern Arizona and then you play a transferring or a, a transitioning D one in Texas A&M commerce. Um, I, I don't know how you suit up for things like that, but I, I just assume, you know, week one, when you're going against that, the Aggies, you just go in head first, ready to go and, you know, show that you can belong. What would you see as some of the the deficiencies of this group or some of the biggest question marks? Where are some places A&M might be able to uh, exploit exploit quickly um, if those things don't necessarily click? Um, Sam Houston's youth, um, they're going to be young. Uh, Their offensive line is completely rebuilt from previous years. You know, you have a a strong defensive line. It's probably going to wreak havoc. Um, and you know, they won't name a starting quarterback, but what's that relationship going to be like with the center? Um, transfer from Oklahoma State at running back in Desmond Jackson. What's the communication going to be like there? I really just think it's going to be how this youthful team kind of responds to the challenges they have. And, you know, like y'all said, it's not necessarily an easy matchup in your first game. Hey, uh, Colton, you know, Keeler talked yesterday twice about, hey, you know, our, our guys don't get on the bus unless you're going over to thinking you're going to win. Okay, you're, you're different. You're going to get in the car. You're going to get your mileage money. You're going to get a good <laughs> meal. You know, what do you think is a realistic uh, goal for this, this, this uh, Sam Houston State team on Saturday? Um, I honestly, to me, I think your goal is to hang around uh, like first quarter, second quarter. I assume, you know, the standard they want is to go in and show they can belong and win. Um, but I think as long as you're, you know, within a couple scores at halftime, I assume you kind of go in and consider that a win. Do you, do you go out and watch uh, a lot of practice? Cause my question is we don't know if a and is particularly healthy at every position because we go out and see four segments and nothing goes on. You can't report the guys that are wearing red or not doing anything is, you know, Sam Houston State has a lot of newcomers, but is everybody healthy as far as you know? As far as I know, everybody's healthy. I know it kind of got mentioned a little bit yesterday. This is their first full offseason um, since the pandemic. It's one of those things that, uh, for the most part, there's been limited injuries. And I think what there is, it's just precautionary. Well, Cease, if you don't have anything else, I think that's all the time we have. Uh, Colton, thanks so much for joining us. Where is the places? Twitter, the internet, that, that people can find your work Ooh. if they want to get a little bit more uh, uh, up and up, up more information on Sam Houston. Uh, so you can find all find all the work online at itemonline.com or you can find me at Twitter at Colton Foster ninety eight. There you go. And one 
And one last thing, what's, what's the community? I mean, I know this is the 13th time uh, they're playing A&M. There's a lot of Sam Houston State grads in Bryan College Station, in the media. We know a lot of them here at our office. We got some, you know, Sam Houston State grads. What's what's the, is there a buzz up there? People excited that they're playing the number six ranked team in the country? I mean, somewhat on Twitter, um, there's a little bit of buzz about it. Um, however, I've kind of joked with some friends before about how there's going to be a lot of a lot of Sam fans there at the game. They'll just be wearing maroon. Um, <laughs> but I, I, overall, I mean, there's a buzz. I think I know the students are happy. I know they're excited. I mean, after all, it is an experience just to go to Kyle Field. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things that Sam fans kind of they're here for the good stuff. But then once you go and play, uh, you know, other schools, it's just kind of they fall off. Um, but overall, the the chatter on social media has been strong. Well, Colton, thanks so much for giving us a few minutes of your time, uh, and uh, we'll be able to see you this week. Be sure to check out Colton's stuff uh, and and get ready for the game, and uh, be sure to check the eagle.com, myaggynation.com uh, for all of our preview work heading up to Saturday's big matchup. Uh, for everyone watching this video, thanks for watching, and if you're listening on the My Aggie Nation podcast, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. It seems like every day, everything just has a way, the way to must have seems. But if we don't watch what we're doing, our hearts will get ruined by silly things. Good love ain't easy, girl, we know that's true. If we want to keep it, we got to watch everything that we do. Make sure you're sticking with me